The program we are about to present is a report on the gay liberation movement. Betches Media presents Gay, 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 and Lesbian Homosexuals Come Together. Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Everyone's gay. Bless God and bless the gays. Hi guys, I'm Chris Burns. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is Everyone's Gay. Gay, 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 Gay. Uh, We have a not so special guest with us today. No, just kidding. Um, but we do have a guest, sort of. Well, we have multiple guests. So yeah, we have a real guest, but then so we also... So make sure you stick around for our dope interview with John Paul Brammer. Yes. Um, that's at the end of the episode. But right now, we have our... Resident Gay Betch. Resident Gay Betch, Dylan Hafer. Hi, guys. Happy to be back. Yes. 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 He, Dylan has been on the episode before, on the podcast before. He was on an episode where we discussed ass writing... Remember that? Oh yeah, people loved that. People love that episode. Go I check that out. I miss ass writing. Yeah, yeah, that was a good question. Are you still ass writing? Um, not so much lately. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, new with you, Dylan? Anything? Uh, not too much. Just happy to be here, uh, talking talking shit with you guys. So okay, was it last week? It's been. What happened? So okay, so, so Dylan is Dylan's on the up and up of like all the Dylan all is. Pop shit. Dylan knows everything about pop culture. He is a writer here at Betches. He writes a lot of reactionary shit. Like if something is like breaking news in the pop culture world, like a lot of those things will be written by Dylan. Yeah. Um, and so something recently happened with Beauty Guru, aka YouTube star James Charles. Yes. James Charles. So I didn't realize how much like YouTube world. I don't fights. I, I don't know much. I'm like this is one of those worlds that I'm not really a part of. It's a lot to keep track of. I don't blame you. Honestly, it's it's impossible to know everything that's going on yeah. in the YouTube world. But So what is happening with James Charles? So James Charles, if you're not familiar, he is a YouTube beauty guru, which basically means he does videos about makeup. And he last week had like 16 million subscribers. So it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he recently went to the Met Gala. You probably saw um, that like Voldemort looking s character on the red carpet. That was him. Yes. Good um, makeup, though. Great makeup. That's his, yeah. that's his thing. Um, but so this other YouTube beauty guru, Tati, who is like a 37-year-old woman, she was like James's mentor. He did her wedding makeup. She helped him get popular. She came out with a video last week. He's also week. only 19. To He's 19. Yes. So she came out with a video, 43 minutes long, mm. basically ripping him to shreds going through all the tea, all these reasons why James should be canceled. So the root of the drama is that at Coachella... How many followers did Tati have? Tati had 5 million. Okay. So at Coachella, James was there, and he ended up doing an ad for a company that is a main competitor to Tati's vitamin company. Mm -hmm. And so Tati was obviously heartbroken that her friend would go against her in this way yeah so basically it's like if if i had a um a weed company (laughs) (laughs) brian just had to think of his passion i I was like what am i passionate about um and i was trying to promote it it was pretty successful and my main competitor my best friend chris was promoting the competitor if i was like bad weed like I talked about how bad weed was. No, it'd be like no, I, I know. I'd be like my my brand is Brian's <laughs> Brian's Blazin, and then you and then start I'm like I prefer Kush. Uh, no, because that's my own thing. So no, I'm you, just like going with a random brand that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, to me. and you promote Home Depot weed. I would be like, what the fuck, Chris? Why would you promote a brand? Yeah, that's my main competitor. Right. So in Tati's video, she obviously went into that, but she also talked about how James has this history of being predatory towards straight men which I'm sure some people listening can probably relate to, <laughs> which I want to know all the tea about. What are these examples of him? She being said credited? that he slipped into her husband's DMs. So, or no, <gasps> someone else no, 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 no. Um, Zara Larson, pop artist. I know her. I saw her last week in concert. She was great. She tweeted that James had slid into her boyfriend's DMs multiple times. And this other pop singer, Olivia O'Brien said the same thing, Bitch. but they also like a whole bunch of famous people hopped on the bandwagon of Tati and unfollowed him. Like, yes. So like really famous people like Kylie and Kim. So, and so Kylie unfollowed him. Kim unfollowed him. Sean Mendez unfollowed him. All of these celebrity people that he knows. But so um, 
he had 16 million subscribers before and he has now lost like 3 million. So he's at like 13 something. And then Tati had 5 million and now she's at almost 10. So. Wow. Good career move for her. The scales have really turned. Well, I think her video has like 40 million. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Um, but so yeah, it's it's been interesting to see the reaction to James Charles, and so far he hasn't. He came out with an apology video on Friday, basically just saying. But he's also Sorry. done some problematic stuff in the past. Yeah, correct. Well, so so his response was he wasn't he wasn't like saying he was wrong. Like, did he address the gay predator thing? A little bit. The mo- the thing that he mostly talked about in the video was being sorry to J- to Tati and her husband James about the vitamin endorsement. And, you know, he, he definitely was... It was an apologetic video. But, but he said, so I read your article. Yeah, Dylan course. has a really great article on Betches.com about um, this. You should check it out. It's actually in our swipe up. I'll put it up again after this episode. It will be when this release. Um, so I was very interested in his excuse for why he why he um gave the endorsement oh yes so i thought that was insane. according to him he was at coachella in the vip area and because he is such a celebrity he was getting mobbed by fans he said he was fearing for his safety and so he texted a friend asking if this company had extra passes and could provide him with a security team. And he said that he would do that and he would do a post for them in exchange for a security team. So he's saying that it all happened very last minute. He was at Coachella. He was worried for his life because this hair company has a solid security team with them. Apparently that seems so that's company's also endorsed by like the Kardashians. So um, that's where that's where Tati kind of called bullshit and was like, "Look, James, they don't have extra passes. They don't have all these people at Coachella. All these contracts are done far in advance. I'm not buying that it just happens for the moment." So yeah. that's that's up in the air. James is standing by. That doesn't make sense yeah, to like, me. But uh, on James Charles' end, no, like I can't believe there's on, just yeah, security teams say, standing by on, in a closet someone, at Coachella. On someone on the end of like who works in media, this fucking shit to get like any contract signed takes forever. It doesn't matter who it is. It is like yeah. you are slogging, slogging through the bullshit because there's like legalese and lawyers involved. And like, oh, yeah. it's not just like a handshake deal, especially when you have 16 million followers on YouTube. Yeah. One of the things that, that bothers me the most personally, I'll say it. I find James really annoying, but it bothers me because people say, oh, he's so young. He's, you know, he's a kid. He's going to make mistakes. First of all, if you're 19, you're an adult. But also he has 16 million followers. He has millions in the bank doing huge deals. At that point, it's your responsibility to get your shit together. It's not, you're not just like some kid posting on the internet. Like you're, you're a public figure. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company at that point. Yeah, his his biggest controversy moment was a couple years ago. He... Ha- already had a deal with CoverGirl, which is obviously huge in the cosmetics world. Yeah, he was the first cover boy. Yes. And so he had this deal, and then he was going on like a school trip somewhere in Africa, and he posted this tweet joking about getting Ebola, Ebola in Africa and like mixing it up with E. coli and like yeah. whatever. And then in his apology, he calls Africa a country. He did call Africa a country. That's and hilarious. so his apology was basically this long thing saying about how people were taking it out of context and being too serious about this. And of course, like he wouldn't want everyone to think that he thinks this, but it wasn't really like an apology saying that what he said was so wrong. So that's kind of the, that's where all the, the real like problematic shit started. But I mean, okay. So I have mixed feelings on this issue as an observer. James Charles annoys the shit out of me. Like Same. I don't like I from the outside perspective and from the little like the knowledge that I have of him, I'm just like okay, turn this change the channel. However, it, I had this the issue I have is we 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 pointed out their ages. This woman is a thirty is thirty seven years old, and this yeah. guy is nineteen. Yeah, Girl, I I agree with you on that. It's like it's it's like it's like like it's it reminds me of like the Khloe Kardashian Jordan Woods thing. It's like. Yes, what Jordan Woods did was wrong. However, yeah. she's a 21-year-old 
child. Yeah. Khloe Kardashian's a 33-year-old multi-multi-millionaire with yeah. a fuck ton of power. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, like, to come for someone... Well, I guess it's a little different because Chloe kind of came for someone less like 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 she was punching down. Yeah, I think but people it's still it's like it's weird. I think that in both situations, though, they both don't think of it as like like Chloe would never come for a twenty-one-year-old stranger like that. And I think the same thing like this woman. I don't know who Tati even is, but like she, well, she's gotten a lot more followers now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she sold a lot of vitamins in the last four days. Well, I'm assuming she wouldn't come for like a random 19 year old. I think it's more like a personal, like these people are like family to them. So I think if I was in an altercation with some 18 year old that I like, maybe I even like had, like I was like, I had like a, relationship with not like sexual but i mean like friendship relationship with i think i would just be like okay fuck you i'm moving on and just mm-hmm. never talking to you or addressing you again yeah i don't think i even know an 18 year old i know i wouldn't be friends with a 19 year old also how long has she been mentoring him he's 19 now they've known each other for how years. long is for for like two years he like became a cover boy when he was like 15 right he he started his youtube channel in 2016 and she was one of the first people to kind of like jump on his Jesus. his bandwagon. Well, I know that she like helped him a lot. She helped him a lot, like mm-hmm. get to where he is. So I understand that frustration, but I just wonder. I just wonder if it's like the best thing to do. Yeah, I'll be I'll be really interested to see how both of them kind of move on from this in their videos and on their social media and stuff. Because right now, neither of them have really said or done anything since then so but it's also one of those things that i wonder like we have this like cancel culture Mm -hmm. so it's like you know when kim kardashian posted those videos of kanye on the phone with taylor everyone's like taylor's canceled she's a snake it's like and then everyone jumped on that bandwagon i wonder if that's a similar situation that's happening with all these celebrities unfollowing him I'm not trying to justify anything that he's done. I just kind of feel bad for him. Like I like, I feel bad for him in a way that's like, he's a young man who is getting fucking dragged. Yeah. And I think of myself when I was 19, I was not in a place to be publicly dragged. I feel like I would like be very depressed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, Whatever way you look at it, obviously, I hope he's in a okay place mentally. Like you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, but definitely, I mean, he still has 13 million subscribers. Exactly, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. fine. He's gonna. It's gonna be a blip. Same thing with that Ebola fucking shit. Right. I mean, does he have less followers than he did a week ago? Yeah, but he's still got more than I do. So yeah, exactly. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. Good. I mean, that's the other thing. I would never have fucking talked about James Charles on this podcast had this not happened. Yeah, fair. True. So, and Taylor took that whole situation and turned it into reputation. I know. (laughs) I loved that era. (laughs) I like it more than what we've gotten so far. It's better than than me. Oh, my God. Amen. Please, I really want her to redeem herself, her reputation. Hey, kids. Hey. 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 Oh, sorry, girl. Um... Have you heard? Have you guys heard any of the new Carly Rae Jepsen songs? I have. Oh no. my god! Her album comes out May sixteenth, this week, tomorrow, today, Friday. today. <laughs> Today's the fourteenth. We're gonna be living. Today's the fourteenth. Oh my god! It guys, if you haven't listened to the new, okay, Carly Rae Jepsen, undeniably, pop gold, gay icon, gay icon. She needs the support, though. She only has, like, 1.3 million followers on Instagram. I saw her live in October, and it was one of the most I'm fun experiences. S- I'm in July. She's going to be around at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Get ready. The songs are... Emotion is one of the best, just pure pop albums mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I love it so I much. I love how passionate Brian is about Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay. So, bitch, me too. I was very depressed driving back from LA to New York. Yeah, but see, this is expected from Dylan. But like, when Brian Brian doesn't get this way, what do you mean? I don't like what you're insinuating. Are what you, are you calling me extra? <laughs> yeah, because you're an extra fucking bitch. Me okay. too. <laughs> no, the fact that I'm so excited <laughs> about Kylie Ray Jepsen's emotion. I think that when Brian gets extra about something, it's like fun to watch. It's, it was one of those albums that was like a sleeper hit. I like liked three songs from it. <laughs> 
And then as I like the as I like would listen to the song on the album and it would like bleed into the rest of the album, I was like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I remember I was driving on the PCH because I was moving back from LA to New York because LA fucking sucks, and um, I got like I kept being like, oh my god, another banger. <laughs> <laughs> Bop after bop. Bop after bop after bop. You fucking homos. Oh, gosh. That's how I felt about... Um, yeah. Um, oh, my God. I was trying to think of, like, a band that straight people like, and I couldn't even think of one. Dave Matthews Band? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about Dave Matthews Band. There you go. I believe you. DM You're going to listen to her new album that's out today. I don't dislike her. It's <laughs> out on the 16th, We I thought. Yeah, but that's this Friday. This episode so comes out on Friday. Oh, duh. For those who don't know, we don't record at midnight on Fridays. Yeah, because we're not fucking magic men. Um, We record, pre-record for it to come out at midnight on Fridays. Yeah. You've now seen behind the curtain yeah. of the podcasting industry. Yeah, we industry. broke the third wall. <laughs> Guys, Um, before we go, I want to plug a show before that we're Dylan doing. Goes. Oh, yeah, before Dylan goes. And before we get into our interview with John Paul Brammer, um... So the other podcast I host, Betches Sup, is having a live show at Caroline's in New York on Broadway on May 22nd, right? At 7 p.m. At 7 p.m. Um, our own, one and only, Fat Gary Bradshaw, will be opening, and she'll be in drag. She'll be in, you're going to be in drag? Yeah, because I have a drag show immediately after, so I'm going yes. to okay. have to be in drag. I <gasps> so discovered on my phone while fun, we were sitting here. Maybe you'll get a fun drag thing going on. We'll see. I think I might just do... Maybe no, don't I'll say do it. it. No we'll promises. See. How no long promises. do I have? <laughs> Girl, as long as you want. I have a, I'm have. working on a new 10-minute lip sync, and it's just five of my favorite monologues back-to-back. Ooh, we may have to premiere it. My appetite we'll has been whetted. <laughs> um, Michelle Collins will also be there. Oh, fun. Yeah, did, you, did I not say that? No, what is she doing there? She's going to be on the show. She's going to be on the show. She's going to come and do a segment. It's gonna be oh, fun. that's so fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so... We actually sold out our last show in like two days. So I don't know if this. That was two days with no, no, with no press, press, which is crazy. So make sure if you want to come to Caroline's on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at May on May 22nd. Get your fucking tickets. Yeah. Buy up because tourists also get those tickets. Yeah. Right? It's also a popular place. People just like stop in and get a sh- go see a yeah. show. So you can get your tickets at betches.co slash carolines and we actually have a special offer for listeners it's called kofefe spelled kofefe is spelled kofefe i know it's a joke because remember donald trump do that thing okay c o v f e f e kofefe use that and get a discount you only your tickets will only be ten dollars if you use that promo code that's a steal it is a steal right that is a fucking chris what are you looking at I'm just double checking that it's at seven. It is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Now that we have all the literature. No, I probably should have written that shit down. Um, Dylan, where can our listeners find you? I'm on Instagram at Dylan Hafer and on Twitter at 50 shades of Betch. Beautiful. Oh. Um, and we'll be right back with our interview with JP Brammer. John Paul Brammer. JP, John Paul, we're all the same. One Paul. John Paul, the latest because the other one is dead. The Pope. Oh, <laughs> that's not who we have. That's not who we have. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Go cut to the interview now. Yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> the Pope. Hey, everyone's gay listeners. This is Elise from the Betches Sup podcast. And Brian from the Betches Sup podcast and the Everyone's Gay podcast. <laughs> You do so many podcasts, I know, Brian. I know. That's I, I talk a lot. <laughs> well, guys, if you are interested in hearing Brian talk more, <laughs> we are doing a live episode of the Betches Sup podcast at RuPaul's DragCon. Yeah, it's on Saturday, May 25th at 4 p.m. at the Los Angeles Convention Center in downtown L.A. And Brian, do you want to tell them who our guest is going to be? Oh, my God. <gasps> it is the one and only winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Trinity the Tuck Taylor. I don't want to co-opt uh, LGBT language here, but I am gagged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <crrr. laughs> yes, honey. Okay, okay stop. Sorry. I'm not going to do that again. So you get your tickets for that show uh, at betches.co/slash/dragcontix, and then if you use the promo code betches, you'll get 10 percent off. You can buy single day tickets. You can buy 
a ticket for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. RuPaul's going to be there. Yeah. A bunch of your favorite queens from Drag Race are going to be performing. Yeah. It's going to be so much fucking fun. And we're going to be there. Yeah, and we're going to be there. And then it doesn't stop there. We're having a happy hour. Yes, we are having a happy hour. At Pattern Bar mm-hmm. in downtown LA. It's that same day at 7.30 to 9.30. And... If you, you the tickets are only ten dollars, and when you walk in, you get a glass of champagne, and then you enjoy happy hour prices for that whole time. Wow! And you can RSVP to that at betches.co slash sup happy hour LA. That's betches.co slash sup happy hour LA. LA people, show us a good time. And we're back. We're here with John Paul Brammer. He's the managing editor at the Trevor Project. He has an advice column named Hola Papi uh, on Out Magazine. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, so I first came to know you from your Twitter account, mm, which is just <laughs> to plug what's your, as what's your soon Twitter? as you can. At JP Bramer. There you go. That's easy. B-R-A-M-M-E-R. Um, I Because I guess you've had a few viral tweets. You have a lot of followers on Twitter, mm. right? He's like actually a fan. Thirteen <laughs> viral tweets, and these yeah. are the dates. You I just like bitch. I just haven't figured out how to talk about my Twitter. It's like this embarrassing pet I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's, just own it. But there it's it there. Yes, it's a present. It, it exists. It's out there. Yes. <laughs> um. No. So you had this tweet uh, that I saw a long time ago, and it was something about like, remember when you were little and you saw someone being um. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Can you know what it verbatim? Yes. Um. It was. If you remember the first time you saw a queer person out in the world owning it and how it made you feel like you had permission to be yourself and you're that person for someone. Oh, I loved that. I yeah. loved that. That I, was back when I could be nice on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I So I, I that was just before people were posting tweets to Instagram and I posted your tweet to my Instagram mm. to be like, happy pride. Brian was the first person to ever I post was the first tweet person. to Instagram. <laughs> and then that's when I started the following you. openly gay man <laughs> to post a tweet to Instagram. <laughs> and it wasn't even my own. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's where I first heard of you. Uh, so what 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 kind of work are you doing with the Trevor Project? Yeah, so with the Trevor Project, I feel like they were trying to find new ways to tell stories from queer youth. And if you go to a lot of nonprofits, they don't always center the people they're actually helping. So I'm mm-hmm. sort of there to, you know, find the faces of who the Trevor Project is actually reaching out to, mm-hmm. helping them tell their stories, lend a platform. And I'm also just doing a lot of like, copywriting stuff like mm. stuff about their emails their yeah. website things for of those that people that don't know what exactly is the trevor project yeah so the trevor project is the world's largest organization dedicated to lgbtq youth in crisis so that means you know dealing with suicidality dealing with um immediate mental health issues they have a hotline they have text they have chat um, for any young LGBTQ person who feels like they need to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. Yeah. So how long have you lived in New York? Gosh, um, almost three years now. Actually, May is when I moved. It was May when I moved, so three years. Oh, wow. From yeah. where are you Happy from? Happy anniversary. Um, thank you. <laughs> I briefly lived in D.C. for like a year and a half. And before that, I was living in Oklahoma, which mm-hmm. is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Okay. What part of Oklahoma? Um, so... It's just Comanche County. There's not really like a city. <laughs> the nearest town is called Cache, C-A-C-H-E, and the nearest city is Lawton. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, like literally my backyard has like a red barn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have like cows, um, horses when I was little. We had a neighbor with a pet emu. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. was really cool. That's yeah. exciting. I, so, I loved that emu so much. So when did and you And now he's start? wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when did you start, like, writing about queer issues, gay issues? So actually, I didn't come out, in my opinion, until late. Because mm-hmm. I'm from, like, a very rural environment where I just didn't feel like it was okay. And what I is think, late to you? Gosh, um, I must have been 20 on the verge of 21. So mm-hmm. I was, like, a junior mm-hmm. in college. Because I guess in my mind, it's hard to imagine being closeted at all. Like, yeah. being gay is so much of, like who I am, not in even like a personal sense, like in a professional sense now, I feel like it's part of my job. It's what I talk about. I like really go deep on those themes. And so I'm trying to like access my headspace from back then, but Mm -hmm. I'm a very stubborn person. So like when I was in the closet, I didn't even like 
look at gay porn. I didn't like do anything on the side, like anything in mm. the closet, like mess around with guys and then go home and be like, but I'm not gay. Like I did yeah. nothing. Just sealed myself off from it. I would just watch straight porn, but just focus on the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's such a thing. It, mm-hmm. you know? That's such a thing. Yeah. I did that too. I was 21. So I got it. I did the same exact uh, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like coping mechanisms of that sort. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't start writing about it. I'm trying to think, you know, the first time I wrote about anything gay was after I graduated, I think, mostly because I lacked the, like, self-confidence to publish anything when I was in college. I guess the way my mind worked was like, okay, you're here to learn, you're not really here to do, which in hindsight is, like, a ridiculous way to think about Mm -hmm. that time of my life, but it's what I thought, like, I'm just going to absorb, and then once I graduated, I made the decision to just, like, I I just realized that I sucked, Mm. (laughs) and I decided to, like write and write and write every single day until I got good and I would just like write at night I would write in the afternoon I'd write between shifts at work and I guess at some point that manifested without even me knowing into writing about gay stuff yeah (laughs) so did you study like journalism or something kind of like I don't want to talk trash about my school (laughs) (laughs) it's a good school Um, I went to the University of Oklahoma Uh and I went there because they had they offered a degree in professional writing, yeah, which is sort of like, okay, no one else offers that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. And it was sort of like they were still figuring out what the program was going to be. So it was in the journalism school and it wasn't quite creative writing, but it wasn't quite journalism either. So like we learned how to write scripts for like movies. We learned how to write novels and short stories and stuff, but also the, you could see sort of the frayed edges of the thing where they weren't yeah. really sure what to make of it. Like, I remember my first day of writing writing school, our teacher passed around a um, diagram of a horse and oh, it wow. had like different arrows pointing to the horse anatomy and like, here are the haunches, here's what? the neck. And like, in case you need to write about a horse, <laughs> oh, <laughs> here are the different parts of the insane. horse. And I was like, oh, I'm wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Um, my I, school yeah. also had yeah a program that was like that. And I took a class that I got kicked out of because I oh fought my with my teacher about Lady Gaga for too long. That's amazing. Um, yeah. That'll he happen. he like said that she wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, yeah, I, I got an incomplete for that class. Oh my God. <laughs> and I don't regret it. You threw the first MacBook at your <laughs> I threw the first MacBook at Stonewall. <laughs> so That's amazing. So when you're like so now that you write so much about mm. it. My pen. Um, that was a very quick uh, reflex. I'm, you would think that pen was loaded with gold. I'm quite athletic. That was crazy. <laughs> I have very good hand eye coordination. I haven't picked up a pen that quick in my whole life. It's the bend and snap girl. <laughs> um, do people. Are you dating? Kind of. Yeah. It's complicated. What's his name and social security number? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with me, it's always complicated. Like, yeah. I always have like three or four like casual dates sort of Shit, lined girl. up and sometimes they manifest into something else but they never quite manifest into an official boyfriend boyfriend maybe it's because you got four of them lined up <laughs> <at the same laughs> <time. Yeah. That sounds bad. laughs> but really it's just like i think i approach them a little too loose and organically i'm just like let's mm. just see what happens yeah. and i never want to like I, i'm so trained to believe that the moment i start trying to mess with something is the moment it goes away but with relationships, you kind of have to at some point be like, what are we? What's going on? Can we yeah. have a conversation where we like define things? And yeah. I've never approached that. Well, mm. do you worry about being like you have so many of your like thoughts and opinions mm. out there on the web that you're like, are they Googling what you are, what you who you are? What you're doing? <laughs> so like I usually don't give my full name out. And also like the gay community feels small, but it's actually huge. So mm-hmm. I always feel like no matter how popular my writing gets, I'll never always be recognized by well, someone. Well, no, I, but I also feel like, not even just that, but I mean, like, I feel like when I was, when you're dating, I, I would, when I was dating, I would always Google. Oh, right, person. yeah. I have to withhold information from that because I don't like people walking in with, like, armed with my traumatic essays yeah. <laughs> in their minds. Like, oh, I remember that, remember when you wrote about that one time in high school and I'm just like, stop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that'd be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like people like can do that, that with us too. Well, just, just us, with this, but also I've with, had it happen like yeah, three like, times. Oh, I love your podcast, and they want to talk about it. Yeah, or like I love your yeah. Where I'm like, oh, you know what I mean. Well, you got a grinder message not too long ago, didn't you? I get them, yeah, fairly on the. It's like the most messages I, I need get to get from <laughs> Grindr. I need to go on Grinder so I can get some positive reinforcement. 
You will. You know what's really humbling for me is sometimes I'll go on Grinder and someone will be like, "Hola, papi," and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's me," but no, they just mean it in like the, <laughs> <laughs> in like the "Oh, you're Latino and I'm hitting on you" way. It's like I've never read your <laughs> column yeah. in my life. So the "Hola, papi" column that you do—it's an mm. advice column. It's like hopped around places. Yes, it has. How, what? Tell us that story. She's so how'd you start it? Surfer. And then what happened? Like, uh, how'd you I, get from place to place to place? I'll get in trouble for this. It's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it started at Into, which was Grinders editorial outlet. Oh, do they still have that? No. I'm just oh, there I'm for saying. the articles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it shut down recently, like a few months ago. Is that because of that like, whole controversy with the guy who founded Grinder? So in my opinion, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think so. What's that um, contra- Can you remind us what that was? Yeah, I remember? Yeah. I know what it is. There's a lot going on with Into, but I think the thing that most people point to is that um, Scott Chen, who is the CEO of Grindr, uh, lives in China and wrote a comment on his Facebook wall that some interpreted to be anti-same-sex marriage, mm. but which he, you know, kind of says, no, that's not what it's about at all. Um, and the people who reported on that were Into, like reporters who actually work there. And so some people speculated that, like, Into shut down because um, they had, like, crossed the CEO in that way and, like, mm. published a quote-unquote hit piece on him. Um, um, so which they probably should have done. That's media gossip, you know. I don't yeah. know what's true and what's not. Um, I'm sorry. Back to you started into. Yes. And I noticed that like into was naming all these cute little properties they had after grinder isms. So like into itself, you know, is based off of like what guys say to each other on grinder. It's yeah. like into question mark. And then, like, uh, after you trade yeah. picks or whatever, um, they had like a celebrity profile video series called zero feet away. Sort of playing off the like um, distance feature or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, I should do something cute like that. What's something I can do. And I was freelancing at the time, living in New York, had recently been laid off from my writing job. So I was like, ugh, I need money, I need checks, Mm -hmm. I need to be able to write a column every single week. But I don't know how I'm going to generate a new idea for a column every single week. So maybe if I did an advice column, people would supply me with a prompt. So I didn't even start out with like this dream to do advice (laughs) or anything. It was more like, if I get letters, I'll always have something to write about. And I know that like gay people will never run out of drama or like problems to have. (laughs) Yeah. Um... What's a reoccurring question you get? I I feel like we always get stuff about like uh, being too masked mm. or trying to be sh- like or not mask or enough. not mask enough. Yeah, a lot of masculinity issues in the gay community. Um, and what's something else? Oh, and we get a lot about like daddies. Is, is it like wrong of people? Is it wrong to like a daddy? No. Um, <laughs> it. Is, is, is this straight guy? Yeah, is this straight guy, straight guy flirting stuff. with me? And oh, the yeah, answer is always no, girl. Right. That's gonna be one of our recurring segments. It's like, is this straight guy into no. me? No, <laughs> that's all we that's do. Basically, we don't even take the question. No, or is this gonna work out with the straight guy? No. no. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I would say that one's super common. Yeah. Probably the most common one. It's kind of depressing though. Is just like, especially when the column was hosted on Grinder and the column would actually get like promoted through the app. So the okay. people, the questions I would get most commonly from grinder people weren't even questions so much as they were just like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I find someone? It was always, Aww. it always came back to like, mm. I don't think guys like me <laughs> and sad. never quite offering many details about like yeah. what their experience is or who they are. Just like that sentiment sort of distilled and a sentiment I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that like. You know, you kind of have to define who are guys. Is it all of them? Yeah. (laughs) And it's not usually all of them. Yeah. I think it's an expectations thing. You know, it's like you have these people that you're conditioned to lust after and they maybe don't reciprocate that feeling towards you. And that obviously leads to feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. But yeah, I would say that's like was the most common one. Um, But because of all the shifts it's gone through, because it went to Condé Nast after Grindr. And now it's at Out Magazine. Mm-hmm. The questions themselves have shifted a lot. So mm. now I get a lot more like queer women writing in, which is great. A lot of trans people, non-binary people. So I would say it's DNA has shifted slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get as many like dating questions so yeah. much as I get like presentation questions. So mm. like I want to dress differently. I want to act differently. Who am I? Am I queer enough? Am I gay enough? I am bi, but does that mean I don't belong in the community? Like those kinds of mm. things are the things I get more of these days. Mm. Mm. Um, Poor gay youth. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I wonder it's like, so if everyone's like, what's wrong with me on who's when you're writing for Grinder, it's like maybe this app. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like, yeah, dating apps. It's not the best positive well. reinforcement. Well, you know, what's funny is just like, 
gay dating apps. Oh my god, I'm like mixed race, so I've always had that um, identity crisis with my racial identity. But mm-hmm. I've never actually wondered if I was gay enough, and I think it's just because me it's, either. It's <laughs> like it's like playing off of the race thing for me, which in my mind is like really complicated and stressful and Mm. trying to figure out, you know, access the point of view of someone who doesn't feel gay enough has been interesting for me because I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like how my mom talks to me when I tell her that I don't feel Mexican enough. She's like, you're my son. What are you talking about? It's different for everyone. Well, I'm just, I'm glad I'm fine. I mean, it's been for a while. It's been a while now, but I just remember like, I, I guess like more closer to coming out, like was what I just did too gay. Or was this, you know what I mean? I'm like, why no, am I, I used to be gay? like that? And now I'm it's like. It's so, it's such a liberating feeling for like that fucking feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. for that feeling to be gone. Um, yeah. Do you think it's gone all the way? Are there moments where you like, ooh. All the way? I guess not. Mm, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example. There's moments but, like, where if I do catch myself thinking that, I want to like punch myself in the face <laughs> yeah. before thinking it. I think the only time I ever think about it is if I if I'm in like a professional setting. Yeah. And I say something and it's not that I'm like, am I being too gay? I was like, oh, was that too much for this situation? Ooh, <laughs> was that just yeah. like inappropriate? Because I would say like that's the whole thesis of at least like the work I'm doing right now is I'm trying to figure out like can we ever actually like exercise the trauma from our bodies and our minds enough to sort of be without any of that self-policing we've been taught into doing? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not positive that you can, Yeah, but if you can't, I would like to know <laughs> Like that's I'm, something that's worth figuring I, out. I guess not. I mean, I well, it's like the other day we were going to the glad awards and I was, we were trying on these, um, I was trying on this like top liner gel eyeliner, eyeliner, mm-hmm. top, top liner. It was a blue eyeliner. And I was like, oh, this is too much. I can't do it. Mm. And then I didn't do it. To be fair, it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't too gay. It was just too... Too much for the moment. Too much for Gaudy. the look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a good... I had a Blue look eyeliner is difficult to pull off in a full-on gown. I wonder if I would do orange eyeliner. That'd be easier. Oh, she's Ooh. going crazy. I mean, Ooh. what color would you do? That's I not always crazy. do black. See, I think... I think... Um, I think... I don't want like a uh, black on top, white on bottom. I don't know. I and feel like, like because nice. I'm I have like a lighter complexion. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I do black, it's like too dark. I have my friend who's a makeup artist, and she said Ooh. I'm much paler than you. Are you? I guess so. But I'm like black eyeliner is like the norm. Everybody wears black. No, but eyeliner. so my friend who's a makeup artist was doing my friend's makeup, and she said you're too light to do black eyeliner under your eye. Only put mascara on. Well, so I do black eyeliner and then I do black eyeliner underneath, but then I like shadow it out so that it's a Okay. It looks well, great. We'll do <laughs> I don't have it on now. <laughs> um, but I did have a sweet moment this weekend. Um, I was in fa- my, I was in Fire Island uh, in the Pines. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boyfriend has a house out there. And so for Mother's Day, my mom, my two sisters, my brother-in-law and my two nephews came. Oh my God. Yeah, it was it, Mother's it, Day and Fire Island. Yeah, it was really it was a, it was like a fun little thing we did. Um, and as we were leaving, I, my nephew who's five, he was like asking me a bunch of questions, and then I was like, "Well, we're like blah blah blah. Like, why do we have to leave? Like, where are we going? Because I wanted to stay." And I was like, "Well, I'm going. Me and Antonio are going back home to the city." And he's like, "Why do you guys live together?" Like he, I, mm. I was like, "Oh, I've never oh. like." He doesn't know that I'm. He like he doesn't get he it. doesn't get that I'm like gay with him, right. with him like mm. his parents like are. his parents are like in a relationship yeah and then before, i was like i didn't i was like how do i respond to this and then my mom because we have butt sex well yeah that's what i said <laughs> no but then my mom interjected and said oh. because they love each other oh. I, like, I was like oh. it was a very sweet moment oh my god i would have cried how did the kid react to that he was like, oh. Was and Antonio, like, ran like, away. What if Antonio was like, we're actually still figuring things out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. How'd you know? Okay, let's do this listener question. Okay. No. Um, you read it, Chris. Okay. Hi, Chris and Brian and JP. How did they know? Uh, <laughs> longtime listener, but this is the first time I've ever written into the show. I find myself in a bit of a lo- love triangle and I don't know what to do. One of my closest friends started flirting with one of the guys in our adult dodgeball league. I've had a crush on this guy for a long time. Let's call him Doug. But I never had the courage to talk to him. I was pretty sure that Doug was gay, but since I never actually talked to him, I didn't act on it. So a couple of weeks ago, my friends started to chat with Doug and we all headed off. My friend told me that the next time we go to dodgeball, he planned to ask Doug out. I just kept my mouth shut about my crush, but the next day, Doug followed me on Instagram and DM'd me saying it was great talking to you. 
We've been chatting ever since, and I can tell we're going to hook up soon. Well, here's the thing. Two days later, my friend sends me a text that says, and I quote, guess who's texting Doug? I froze. I didn't know whether or not to tell him I'd already been talking to him, so I just lied and said congratulations. It's been almost a week, and neither of us have actually met up with Doug, but I still haven't told my friend the truth. What do I do? Should I just let him have the guy and leave it alone? If I go for it, will this ruin our friendship? Or can I just hook up with Doug on the side and keep it a secret? Please help. Sincerely, dodging Doug's dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like you dodging much, bro. I know. <laughs> I will say Doug sounds like he's kind of a sleaze. I don't mm. know. Does I, he know they're friends? I'm sure maybe it's like a group group situation and also we don't know what he's texting maybe he's very innocently texting that's true yeah sometimes you know when you want something to happen you interpret things Mm -hmm. a certain way and it's like but this person sounds like (laughs) he's pretty sure we're going to hook up soon yeah but maybe he's texting the other guy very innocently Mm, maybe there's just like a lot of casual flirting happening in these dms i mean i mean it's an adult dodgeball league i am assuming you're all fucking the whole time yeah i was about to say like well, it seems like it's not a gay dodgeball league because I think you would say gay dodgeball. I don't know. They all mm, seem pretty gay to me. Yeah. I don't know. I think I know there's like co-ed dodgeball. Anyways, I think honesty is the best policy. If I, you, yeah. you know, just be like... My natural instinct is that as well, but I try to go exactly against my natural instinct. Because <laughs> <laughs> my instinct would be like, hey, what is the tea, Christine? Who are you texting? Why are you texting? Blah, blah, blah. And then he's going to think crazy. You think so? No, I'm saying talk to your friend. Talk to his friend and be like, yo, I'm kind of into this guy. He's been texting me too. Are you talking to him? And Because maybe your friend doesn't give a shit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I also, okay, so this is all I can talk about anymore. And I'm sure anyone who hears me say this is going to roll their eyes. But have you seen the show Tara's House? Tara's House. Tara's House. So Tara's House is a Japanese reality show where they put three men and three women in one roof and they see, they watch them interact and there's a panel that sort of discusses their interactions or whatever. And one thing I really like about that show is how casually they approach dating. So like they're all sort of there to get together, but mm-hmm. that's like the unspoken truth. And when one goes out on a date, the other one will be like, oh, we have a date planned for the next week. And it's just not considered a thing. Mm-hmm. And I found that such a healthy model of like going about life because no one here has a stake they can claim on Doug. Doug is like a yeah. free agent. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping you from comparing notes with each other and just being like, hey, just wanted to let you know that like I've had a crush on this yeah. guy. We started chatting. I know that y'all started chatting and you're my friend. So I didn't want to get awkward. Okay. You can do it casually. I yeah. think this is like, this is one of those things where it only becomes as urgent as you allow it to get. Yeah. <laughs> if you approach it urgently, like, oh my God, I need to get this off my chest. Then I think that sort of activates the fight or flight. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, that's funny. I've been, he's been, I've been talking to him too. You yeah. know, like, I think it's, yeah, it's a good honesty and a casual way but also if your friend's a type of person that doesn't really like get crushes like you have to weigh weigh things out you know uh-huh. oh yeah true that's another like good if point. your friend's like always talking to people then do that mm. if, but if your friend's like this is the first time talking to anyone since they broke up with their boyfriend two years ago <laughs> yeah I, I would love to hear like kind of gauge the level of emotion the other friend has for doug yeah <laughs> like where's that at other friend if you're listening right in yeah <laughs> love so, to hear your side <laughs> I have a similar situation that happened a while ago, but I wonder if I handled it the best way, but you guys can be the judge. I was, I played in a gay soccer league. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this guy that I had, I had been friends with within my league, we were like pretty tight. Um, and then there was this other guy who I knew from outside of soccer who was joining the soccer, who I had just moved, like recently moved back to New York, who I'd always had a crush on. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pursue this. And I told my friend who I played soccer with. Mm. And then they drunkenly hooked up Mm. not too long after said confession. And I kind of disengaged from the friend in the, in the league. I would have done the same thing. You think that's fair? Okay. Yeah. I would have done a lot more. Honestly, (laughs) I have to be honest. It has been like kind of eating me up inside. Cause I'm like, Oh, I probably was kind of an asshole to him. I shouldn't have cut him off. I would have cut him off and cut him. I so. didn't do anything like dramatic. I didn't been like I wasn't like fuck you motherfucker. I, I was more <laughs> like okay, you're not I don't want to really be I mean, like that. Yeah. The difference I, there is that like you gave this person your feelings and they were holding it when like It's true. <laughs> that happened. When they were holding that guy's <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> and just don't tell me. That's my whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Don't fucking tell me. I don't want to know. 
Because then I wouldn't. Yeah, how yeah, did like, he tell you? Was, was he that a like, weird flex or was he like apologizing when he told you or was he, he was, like? But kind of, but not really. Was he like, yeah, guess what? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm so, like, I'm sorry about this, but like, no. Uh, I was like, okay, and I, I was just like, okay, Forgive, whatever. But never forget. That's bitch. how it is. Now I see. Now I see. He said, "Friend," and I still play soccer with this guy. Oof. Um, it's fine. I've moved on. Um, and I and he was like, "You stopped talking to me for a while." I was like, "Yeah, I did." Be like, "Cause you're scum." <laughs> <laughs> that was like the last thing you talked about. But now we like are kind of friendly. But it was just like we're not like really good friends anymore. I think mm. that's fair. Okay. Well, thank you guys for reinforcing. I hope you that. feel validated. I in do. This moment. <laughs> Um, so John Paul, where can our listeners find you? Um, all my handles are pretty much at JP Bramer, M M E R at the uh-huh. end would really appreciate some Instagram love. Okay. <laughs> I haven't yeah. figured out Instagram at all. It's like this different language to me. Do you do what, what's your, what's your Instagram? Uh, like how do you approach it? Oh, I mostly just use it to like exchange nudes <laughs> 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 and sort of like, Lay thirst traps on the close friends feature. That's like mm. all I've figured out. Oh, girl, that's a good for. idea. I never thought about that. Everyone has their their use for it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was like wondering if dating apps are kind of like filtering out and people are just like sliding to DMs. You know, lately I've been a little bit more active on like Twitter and Instagram than Grinder. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Wow. Wow. I recently got a, D- a dirty DM and it was from someone who my friend I had friends who had known. Mm. So I reached out to my friends and then they. I was like, who is this guy? And uh, <laughs> see, they, that's the problem with. And they immediately team. texted him and like, I guess like said something and he like deleted his yeah. message because you can undo oh. a message on Instagram. And you can tell that he did that. I can tell because the his message, message went there, away and then, it's oh, gone, yeah, it. and then it was gone. But if you can, you can delete it before they see it as the, the features I point. See. Yeah. Got it. But anyways. Yeah. I'll give you, we'll, we can keep, Chris and I have figured out Instagram. We'll yeah, yeah some, clearly. We'll <laughs> my, it's my fave medium. We'll give you some pointers off, off Although, air. yeah, I don't exchange nudes on Instagram because I'm like, people can completely screenshot that with my handle there. Yeah. Ooh, scary. And I Photoshop, man, too. Yeah, but people Photoshop, I can be like, that's fucking Photoshop. Yeah. This is what my dick also, looks like. Also, if people are Photoshopping <laughs> your dick onto things, honestly, like, praise you've me. made it. Mm-hmm. You've made it's just like when gays like accuse someone of being a catfish and like using their photos the way they put out full-fledged press releases around it is really funny to me yeah. it's just like guess what everyone this person's using my photos and they'll like put out several pics uh-huh. of it and be like report them but it's clearly like a soft brag that they like someone's using their yeah. pictures they i've created many fake accounts pretending to be me just to try and get verified <laughs> it hasn't worked no I'm just there are real fake accounts with my fucking ass on instagram really? there are real fake accounts like there's People have made fake accounts. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. How's that feel? Um, I think they're probably teenage girls, and they're also all like <laughs> private. Or oh I haven't God. looked in a long time, but mm-hmm. wow. there was people liking my stuff, and I was like, "That's my picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's my face. That's my." Or like my cousin was like, "Hey, this girl followed me," and it was like me. <laughs> And then when my cousin tried to follow back, she like denied her. Did she pretend to be an actual woman? I oh don't God, know. How amazing I can't would that see be? any of it because it's all private. How wow. funny would that be if someone like used your pictures and was like, hi, I'm Jocelyn. I've had people comment on my stuff. Oh, my God. I just realized you're not a woman. Wow. <laughs> There's a whole essay in there somewhere. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you did it. Oh, we didn't get to talk about this Snapchat filter thing. Yes. Fuck. Should we just do it real quick? What do you think? Do you know about this like Snapchat yes, filter? I'm talking about how it's all the rage at the moment. It's like men. It yeah. makes you look like a woman. A woman ma- yeah. technically makes you look like a man. And it's been everywhere. How yeah. do you feel about it? I have conflicting thoughts. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm always scared when like straight people start playing around with stuff like that. Because it's always yeah. just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. Before yeah. something ridiculous gets said or done. So I'm yeah. just like crossing my fingers and just hoping for the best. Yeah. Honestly. But it's also interesting like on what terms straight guys let each other play with that sort of thing because they ostensibly hate, like, I'm not going to say all of them, but there's a lot of straight people out there who hate people who are gender nonconforming or who play mm-hmm. around with their gender expression. But when it's a joke or when it's not meant to be taken seriously, they're all about making it look like they're wearing a wig and makeup. It's, like, the weirdest thing to Yeah, me. that's yeah. what I... I don't personally care about it, but I could see young trans people like that could really yeah. affect them yeah like it really does make it kind of seem like well, it's a, a little bit of like a triggering thing it's also making exactly. it a joke it's also it's like well i 
it's like, you know, I identify as a woman and I constantly think about in my passing, yeah. I feel like, I mean, as a, I'm sure some young trans people might feel that way. And this is like kind of like laughing about it mm-hmm. in a yeah. way. I think it's not worth the, not worth it, but like to have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, also, why I thought Snapchat was over. What's going on? Yeah, Rihanna ended Snapchat like forever yeah. ago. Why and are we Kylie still on it? So, too, and right? Kylie ended it too. But I think because they got this dope filter, people exactly. downloaded it and then mm. put it on Because they Instagram. also can look like babies and stuff. Instagram just needs to up their filter game, is basically. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why is Instagram not offering things like this? Like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. they will be. Come on, Insta. <laughs> well, hopefully we break Facebook apart and maybe Instagram will Come on, Elizabeth some. Warren. Come on, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> you can do it. I, I pray for you. Just don't let me lose my handle. Do you have a, um? are you like a political tinge in you? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's for good. Sure. But mm-hmm. he's like, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. What are politics? I, I've been at, I mean, it's too early, but who do you like? Oh, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Easily at the moment. Mm-hmm. I really feel like everyone's kind of behind her. I found a, I saw an interesting poll where it was like, I think it was out of New Hampshire, where they had everyone pick their first and second choice. Mm-hmm. And so first was a lot of, for a lot of people, it was Bernie and Joe or Joe and Bernie. And then, well, like, like for their first point pick. But the number one second choice was Elizabeth Warren and the number... Two second choice was Kamala Harris, which mm, I found very interesting, interesting. Which means they would rather, like, if they couldn't have Joe Biden, then they would pick Elizabeth Warren, right? Which is interesting because they're pretty different, but also it's also like kind of like reinforcing that maybe these people will come up. It makes yeah. me a little excited. I hope so. I just don't, don't. I don't want to have to vote for Joe Biden in the election. That's just not something I would. I look forward really, to. really <laughs> don't want to vote for Joe Biden. No, thank you. Okay, okay, we did it. Woo. Um. JP, John Paul, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. You can find JP at JP Brammer mm-hmm. on Instagram. Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. When did you lose the Juan Pa? No, that's just my like. That's your name. Display name. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I have that. I had that up there as a joke originally because uh-huh. it was like a family nickname. And uh-huh. it was also like I used to work at a tortilla factory. And that's just like mm-hmm. what my coworkers called me. So it's sort of like stuck on too long and now I'm like too nervous to change it. Yeah. <laughs> you accept what names you're given. Exactly. Well, yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, you can follow us at um, Everyone's Gay you on can. Instagram. And on Twitter, Everyone's Gay Pod. Uh, and you can email us, gay at betches.com. Yeah. There you go. Um, bye. 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 Betches.